Welcome to Happy Healthy Crazy, the podcast dedicated to bringing encouragement, healing, and support to all those living with mental illness. I'm your host, Bill, and I'm learning how to add happiness and health to my crazy. Today, we are talking about happiness. I'm not a licensed therapist or doctor, just a person like you, living with mental illness every day. I hope that my stories will help you as we together continue our struggle for wholeness. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get started. Do you have any happy memories from childhood? I do. I remember going over to my grandparents' house on Christmas and Easter every year and receiving a second Christmas stocking and Easter basket. I remember my mom picking me up from preschool and the preschool teacher giving me a little plastic toy fireman to keep. I remember playing with my brothers and sisters, especially outside in the winter. We built snow forts and made stockpiles of snowballs before having big snowball fights. We made sliding trails in the woods and rode down them on our sleds again and again, until we were so cold we couldn't feel our skin anymore. I remember going to weekend retreats at camp and loving every minute of the fun there. I'm sure you have a few happy memories of your own. But something happens to many of us once we grow up. Life becomes full of burdens and responsibilities, and those magical, happy moments seem to get further and further apart. We struggle with illness, addiction, family problems, and financial pressures. Opportunities for fun and enjoyment get squeezed out. We may spend a great deal of time, energy, and money seeking happiness, only to find it eludes us. We live joyless lives and eventually almost forget what happiness feels like. We ask ourselves, will I ever be happy again? There are others, however, for whom happiness is a daily experience. They seem to live on a different plane. These fortunate ones know deep satisfaction and joy. They have found contentment and have learned how to maintain it over time. This is the group we all wish to join. But is it possible to do so? Can we learn to be happy too? What is happiness? Where does it come from? And how can we experience it? Our podcast today seeks to answer these questions. My hope is that we will discover the happy in our lives, wherever it may be hiding, and bring it back out to play. What is happiness? According to the dictionary, happiness is being delighted, pleased, or glad, characterized by or indicative of pleasure, contentment, or joy. Synonyms for happy include cheerful, merry, thrilled, blissful, and satisfied. It is a state of mind, a positive perspective on the world around us. If we have the right focus, happiness can overcome even the darkest of situations. As Anne Frank, Holocaust victim, once said, Think of all the beauty still left around you, and be happy. But wait, what about those of us living with mental illness? Is it possible for us to really be happy? To be sure, it can be difficult for us to experience joy. Anyone who has struggled through a season of depression knows this all too well. And sometimes we may have another problem, being afraid to be happy. According to an article in Scientific American Mind, studies show that simply feeling good is scary to some people. This may be true for many reasons, including not feeling worthy of happiness, 
believing having fun will make bad things happen, and worry that whatever one is happy about will be taken away. Such a fear of happiness is often connected to depression. Those who suffer from it, say researchers, would benefit from therapy that allows them to practice feeling pleasant emotions. Only then will they be able to allow themselves to feel happy without judgment. Because of issues like this, some have stated that mental illness and happiness always contradict. But in reality, they can and often do coexist. A recent study by Dutch researchers discovered that 68% of people living with a current mental disorder, such as depression or anxiety, experience frequent happiness. They concluded that suffering is not the opposite of happiness, and that most people with a mental disorder feel happy most of the time. How is this possible? While the researchers are careful to state that mental illness does create real problems and should be taken seriously, they also make this observation. A lot of people who are diagnosed as having a mental disorder will have symptoms of mental disorders, but may still be quite able to cope and consequently feel happy most of the time. I know this to be true in my own life. I struggle with my disease and have my bad days. But I have also found that when I use the right strategies, I can often handle my illness well, and then I can enjoy feeling happy. Where does happiness come from? Some believe it can be found in getting things. Whether it's the latest iPhone, a new car, or a basket full of warm puppies, they think, once I finally have that, I'll be happy. They agree with comedian Spike Milligan, who quipped, All I ask is the chance to prove that money can't make me happy. But is this right? Does getting things we want really make us happy? I remember when I bought my TV. For years, I watched my favorite shows on old TVs. Everyone else on the planet, it seemed to me, had huge high-definition flat screens. Yet here I was, no flat screen, no HD, no digital channels, living in the dark ages. So, a few years ago, when we got our tax rebate, I finally bought a 40-inch HD flat-screen, internet-connected, smart TV. Wow! I felt like I had made it. I had a real TV. I was so happy. For a while. But it wasn't long before I started seeing commercials for 50- and 60-inch TVs, and all of a sudden, mine started to seem a little small. Seeing curved TVs in stores made me begin to wish I had more than just an old-fashioned flat screen. And pretty soon, all of the happiness I felt when I first opened that box was gone. My experience is that as nice as getting new things can be, they don't bring lasting contentment. Others believe happiness only comes by focusing on ourselves. All I have to do, they say, is make myself the center of my life, and I'll be happy. I'll spend my life striving for what feels good to me. Every day I'll seek what brings me joy. I lived this way my final year in college. I had always been a good student growing up, and when I went to college I studied hard and kept up my grades. This was very important to me because at the time, my entire sense of self was based on it. 
It wasn't good enough just to do well. I had to excel. What I wanted more than anything else that final year was to get the best grades in my class. So I worked and worked and worked. I studied when everyone else took time off. I wrote and rewrote my notes and tried to memorize everything my professor said. And all throughout the year, I collected A's. There was only one problem. I wasn't the only guy trying to be the best. There was one other who had made it his goal too, and he was every bit as good as a student as I was. He matched my every A with one of his own. This worried me, but I decided I'd just work harder and was sure I would eventually beat him. After all, I had to be the best. Well, as it turned out, we had identical grades all year, all the way up until the final paper due in the hardest class. I turned my paper in knowing I aced it. A couple of days later, the professor called me into his office. He knew I was on track for top of the class. He wanted to let me know that it wasn't going to happen. He was marking off a few points from my paper. And I was shocked. My perfect grades were over, and I had lost what I had worked for all year. I had spent that whole year focused on myself and what was important to me, and in the end, I found myself very unhappy. Why? I had a very narrow definition of success. I had predetermined that only being the very best would do. I wrapped up all of my happiness in a quest for perfection, and then I found my goal blocked. I missed all the joy I could have experienced if I had opened myself to other forms of happiness along the way. I made myself the center of it all and ended very disappointed. I learned that focusing on myself didn't lead to satisfaction. True happiness can only come from making right choices. The first choice is deciding that we can be happy, that we want to be happy, and that we will be happy. When we are struggling with feelings of depression, anxiety, and grief, this can be very difficult, but it is a critical step. Without this decision, we cannot experience joy. We have to believe happiness is an option for us and open ourselves up for the possibility. We have to welcome its arrival. As Abraham Lincoln once said, most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. Once we make this decision, we have to follow it up with other right choices. For example, since we all have spiritual needs, another important decision is to connect with God, the ultimate source of joy, and find happiness in our relationship with Him. The Bible describes joy as a fruit of the Spirit, experienced only with the help of God's Spirit within us. We also need to choose to be doing the right thing at the right time. A teenager shared this wisdom. Happiness is a combination of being where you are supposed to be and where you want to be. Giving to others is another way to experience happiness. When we forget ourselves and focus on meeting the needs of others, we will find delight. It truly is better to give than to receive. According to a recent study, one more great way to find happiness is to choose to be thankful. Amit Amin, founder of Happier Human, 
compiled the results of more than 40 research studies on gratitude. In doing so, he discovered 31 benefits of thankfulness, including number one on his list, gratitude makes us happier. Amon states that keeping a gratitude journal, where we write things down, that we're thankful for, for five minutes a day, can increase your long-term well-being by more than 10%. Amazingly, he reports, that's the same impact as doubling your income. How can this brief activity have such an effect on our happiness? Gratitude, Amen writes, improves our health, relationships, emotions, personality, and career. Although he admits having more money can feel great, Amen explains that we soon get used to having it, and then stop having as much fun and happiness as we did at first. Being thankful for what we already have brings a joy to our soul that no amount of new things can ever duplicate. Well, that about wraps it up for today's show, but before I go, one more thought about happiness. This one from Henry David Thoreau. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. I hope you'll find happiness landing on your shoulder this week. Thanks for listening to this edition of Happy Healthy Crazy. I'm so glad you made time in your day for us. I'd love to get your feedback on this show and find out what makes you happy. As always, please contact me at bill at happyhealthycrazy.com. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, have a great week, and remember, it's okay to be broken. We're in this together, and our stories are far from over. Hi, this is Bill, host of Happy Healthy Crazy. If your civic group, church group, or recovery program is looking for an inspirational speaker for your next function, consider inviting me. My dynamic presentations increase understanding of mental illness, encourage those living with it, and let others know how they can help. Each presentation is fully customizable to your group's needs. I've shared my stories with many groups, ranging from a handful of people to crowds of hundreds. I would love the opportunity to speak to your group, too. Please contact me via email at bill at happyhealthycrazy.com for more information. Thanks, and I look forward to hearing from you soon.